Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Welcome back to The Gavel and The Gabble. Another week, another episode, another interview. And I'm joined by my erstwhile colleague and chum. I've missed you, Harry. I've missed you too, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, dear boy? Uh, yeah, we're not talking uh, because oh. in previous podcasts, you've uh, managed to talk about man crushes and God knows what else mm-hmm. and make me look reasonably stupid. It's going to be a complicated podcast if we're not talking. <laughs> no, do you know what? This is why. This is why I've been out booking so many interviews, so that we don't. <laughs> so you don't have to talk to me. All these people that we interview are uh, basically just to keep us apart from each other. Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea. So, who have we got today? We have got uh, a fascinating fellow, a guy called Matt Dixon. Uh, he ah. runs, uh, based in Yorkshire, uh, he runs Tall Boy Interiors. I would suggest that there's more to, to Tall Boy Interiors, but um, I'm sure Matt's going to talk to us about that. And do you know what? He ticks all the boxes, doesn't he? Because he's young. He's into all the social media. He's young. She's all very annoying because it was my birthday this week and I'm feeling particularly old. So fantastic (laughs) that we've booked someone very, very successful and young during the week when it's been my birthday and I have heard nothing but how old I am. Mid-50s, isn't it now? Shut up. Here's Matt Dixon. I am overjoyed to finally announce, as trailed for the last five months in our social media, that we have finally got Matt Dixon of Tall Boy Interiors, the master of Instagram, the interior design guru, uh, the man with probably the sexiest showroom in Yorkshire, if not the country. Uh, welcome, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you. And what an entrance that is. Very kind of you. Thank you. No, great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm always uh, any excuse to talk. I don't mind. Well, Matt, we are delighted that you're on the podcast, but we've also got to take a little bit of a step back because Harry, as we know, is a big fan of yours. Big fan of yours, has been trying to get you on the podcast for a few months. And when tell everybody about when you received the messages saying, (laughs) please, please, please come on the podcast. You were a bit busy at the time? I was slightly busy. What were you doing, Matt? Can't believe this is coming up. It was, it was only, only only my wedding day. Wedding day. <laughs> Your wedding it's day. Right. I saw it coming, but I thought I'd best not reply. I might not be the best start to a, a relationship with my wife. So uh... I'm thinking Mrs. Matt, probably a little bit cross <laughs> if you start responding. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it, frankly, that I came second to his new wife. I'm yeah, I was, uh, yeah, sorry about that, Harry. Do apologize. <laughs> in, in the spirit of making amends then, Matt, how did it go? It was perfect. Thank you. Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, weather was on our side, even in Yorkshire, so uh, can't beat that. Brilliant. Uh, family came from the south, which was great to see them. It'd been a while, so that was brilliant. And uh, full, of, full of laughs, even the uh, service. The registrar decided to talk to my wife, and she says, right, do you take Matt to be your lovely wedded wife? Which uh, broke the ice nicely. <laughs> so uh, I was like, "Yeah, well, you got to check in 2022." Aren't you? It's so, an inclusive uh, wedding, right? Absolutely, everyone's everyone's, there. everyone's invited. Anyone, anyone, anybody can come. You know, so uh, best to be safe. Fantastic, and and then a bit of a honeymoon. 
Yes, Santorini in Greece. So uh, while you guys were drowning over here, I was uh, sunning it up in 32 degree uh, Greece weather. So I can only apologise for those that witnessed that on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah, it was perfect. Brilliant. I'm and, not so know, sure he's apologising. No, uh, I really don't. I'm not so sure. That. <laughs> just out of interest, though, Matt, much correspondence from Harry whilst on the honeymoon, or did he give you a bit of a rest? Uh, no, a couple of messages came out. Just to see <laughs> how I was doing. <laughs> Just make sure I make the right choice with my wife, I think. I think you might need to get some kind of restraining order, Matt. This is what <laughs> and this I need is, to get some sort of therapy. Some, yeah. some sort of therapy and a restraint. Anyway, lovely. Um, listen, Matt, t- so for our, our listener, um, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about Tallboy Interiors, because it's a great business. Um, both uh, Harry and I uh, have been following you on Instagram, love the post and all the rest of it. But for everybody else, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us how you got started and tell us a bit about the business, if you would. Sure. So it was a uh, passion was antiques and buying and selling since I can, I can remember, you know. Um, but when I was 19, rather than going off and doing more education, rather than going into actual proper jobs, you know, real real work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be even more fun to try and do something myself first. Uh, always obsessed with design. Design was the all, the absolute key to anything I was going to do in my life. And interior design was certainly a strong point of that. And just by literally going to car boots and buying and selling a whole host of all sorts and going to auctions and just loving the thrill of it all, uh, it sort of led into what I felt could be actually quite a good business. So when I turned 19, um, I thought, you know, what, let's give it a go. Use social media. Let's get myself known from the realms, you know, out of Yorkshire and get them into the, uh, into the national market if I can. And then since then, 27 years of age now, eight years on, it's, it's kept growing. And um, it's, it's just brilliant. It's buy, I buy and sell anything I can that's interesting, uh, always with antiques that it's main uh, focus and then design obviously coming in as a uh, a very strong thread that runs through everything um and yeah by all over the country into france auctions private houses anywhere anywhere i get myself into um and get a whole range of pieces just to make sure i cover all bases and showcase the antiques although old are old-fashioned fantastic fantastic and thanks for throwing in the 27 years old bit because it was my birthday yesterday yeah so it's just 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 hit the mid 50s (laughs) i'm loving that bit that's great (laughs) yeah that's really cheered me up the interesting thing for us old duffers as well is the massive focus on the social media aspects so yes you're dealing in antiques yes you're dealing in interiors the same as harry and i but the social media element is huge for you isn't it tell us about that it is. It's the biggest part of the business. And Instagram has changed a lot over the recent years, uh, not for the better, unfortunately. But when it first started and when I first started, Instagram was the only social site I truly used. And it was a, it was a way for me of connecting with designers and private clients up and down the country, you know, abroad as well, into the US and uh, into Europe. And without that, I don't think I would have been able to do it in the same way. You know, it was so powerful um, in the name Insta, Insta in Instagram everything's instant you post a picture immediately people could like it comment on it and share it and i genuinely don't think i'd be here on this podcast if, without social media i don't think you'd have heard of tallboy in series uh, without really it. so, it's been that integral in your business absolutely uh you know we're used to the fairs and you know we tried everything when we first started just to make sure again we're covering everything and make sure we don't leave anything out but nothing got more you know traction like instagram and uh, it just takes a few sort of key people to share your name and, and support you and say this is the guy you should be looking at and you know though their followers started showing interest and it, it built and built from that and yeah i do believe it is that influential in, in my do you, business do you still do you still do the fairs or now uh, that no. you've got the shop and the warehouse you're 
too early in the morning. Exactly. I'd much rather have a lie-in. Uh, and uh, if it's good weather, I might go for a little wander around. But uh, no, no. It's, it was always all right. The fairs were great for social sites. That was, that's a terrible business plan, but it was great for social. You know, you meet, great, meet a lot of great people. I still talk to now who are in the trade, who share thoughts and all of that. But I do one local fair to me, which is Ripley uh, Salvage Fair, which is an art swallow fair in Harrogate. And that's great. It's good. It's local. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a festival. To it. There's live music. There's beer. Uh, which is always a bonus. It's not as early a start as, as others, and it's three days in a tent. So it's a, it's a, li- a little less rough than uh, going to Newark at half past five in the morning, um, which is a fine way of doing business. If you're happy to do that, I just was a bit too soft for it. Um, so, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I don't do them anymore. I think if there were some good fairs that came out in the, in the Yorkshire area, I'd do definitely local ones. Um, but no, Instagram and websites I'm now involved with spread the name Top interiors, thankfully, around the UK without the need of doing the travelling, which uh, helps. Yeah. Nice. So, what's your what's your mix then? Of you talk about websites. Uh, you've obviously got your own website, which I looked at uh, today, which is fantastic. By the way, it looks it looks amazing, and there's some amazing, some beautiful stuff on there as well. Recommend anybody to go and have a look at the Tallboy uh, Interiors website. Uh, some great items on there, fascinating to look through. So, what's what's your sort of mix of socials, websites, um, and and is it? Did do you sell? exclusively through the website or do you sell through Instagram or is Instagram the linking up with people and the website is the set? How does it all work? It's all a mission of everything, which is a very, it's sort of, this is why I would say to people, you should be on as many platforms as you can be because you never know where something's going to come from. And the antiques market is a massive market. You know, I say it's an international market where people look at certain things. So I'm on a whole host of different sort of antique collective sites um, where you're, you're one of maybe a hundred dealers who showcase your pieces there. But for example, international uh, designers and trades will always go to those first, probably over Instagram and certainly over my website. Uh, they'll then make a little note of who they've spoken to before, who they've bought well from, and then they'll hopefully come back to see me direct. And that's usually the better way of dealing with me because prices can be better done direct. Um, Instagram is definitely more so now a thoroughfare to the website. So people will go to Instagram, see what we do, like what we do, hopefully, and then they'll go and find a website and have a proper sit down, get, get a brew and have a, a good browse over over what we've got in stock. And then, yeah, they either come to me direct for a best price, because at the end of the day, most people like a deal. Um, or they, they do like the price, they do like the and they will can buy direct off the website. But um, that is my little sort of collective of things that I do. So all online, though, and the shop, obviously, is, is the only, only physical thing I do now is the showroom in Morton. We've got to talk about that showroom. <laughs> ah, yes. We've got to talk about that showroom. I tell you, you, that is absolutely amazing space you've got there and i know you bang on in other interviews and chats that you've had that you were supported by the landlord i think is right with that but you have made that space i don't want to blow smoke but it looks the absolute (laughs) business i'm such envy considering we operate out of big sort of drafty warehouses where traditionally auction houses take place i look at that and i've just got proper envy and i know simon was looking at the website i was like oh for love of this is outrageous i know well it's it was the building that sold it to me obviously i mean we took it on in a real estate back in 2018 so we knew the chapel obviously that was that was obviously clear as we walked in but it was an old cooker school before us so the uh if you haven't seen i haven't seen the the show you should go have a look because it has a mezzanine now that was never there before um 
So we took out the false ceiling. It was there originally, I should say. Right. But they had put a false ceiling in, and you couldn't see up to the uh, stained glass windows. You couldn't see onto the uh, the sort of like the the mezzanine uh, seating area. You couldn't see anything. So we then went upstairs when we were being showed around. I'm like, why is this not on show? This is unbelievable. This is the selling point of this building. And anything that's then downstairs, I'd like to think any business would be, you know, supported very well with this this shop. It's so impressive. So two years of innovations with the help of the landlord, the whole estate uh, who owns Moulton own a lot of buildings. And they were very, very accommodating onto uh, for us. And they, they took into consideration what I wanted to do with the building as well, not just Matt, you will do this and you will have this. It was like, right, what do you see happening? So great, we could basically got a free, a free license to, to be a bit more creative. Um, but we shared the same same uh, sort of focus, which was to make this building back into the original chapel it was, which was built in about 1815. So first we did take out the false ceiling, open it back up, create the, uh, the upstairs space, which is a beautiful space with yellow and uh, clear stained glass windows, stunning. Two years in, launched in the first week of March, 2020, Oh, nice timing. Mm. You plan for everything but a global pandemic, it would seem. Um, three weeks we got before uh, it just shut down for then close to 18 months, uh, realistically. Because wow. I know, which it's it's all right in the end. Now, I cannot tell you how scared I was when I first first got the news that you cannot go to your shop, you cannot open this showroom, you cannot, and no one could, obviously. Um, I thought, well, I've put a bloody fortune into this thing. How can I, how can I cope, you know? Uh, thankfully, online saved us again and uh, kept us growing through COVID. And then, yeah, it got to June of 2020. We opened for what was it was three months, then shut down in November. And I didn't bother opening after that until we got the news that it was all good to open. So from April, so it's going to a three-year anniversary of being there. Yeah, I don't feel like I've been there three years. It feels like literally just over a year. And I still get people coming into the shop today saying, "Oh, how long have you been here?" And it's like nobody knows because all the advertising we did just went and I haven't done much since, to be honest, that's my fault. But um, yeah, the building still sells itself and I walk in every day and go, this is unbelievable. You know, and are you I, based I, out of there every day? I, I'm not. No, I, I'm on the road most days. My wife is in there. She now works for the business and uh, she's does, she's very good with people and uh, she knows she's learning a lot about antiques. I don't think she uh, ever thought she would. But she's getting ahead into it. And then my mum does a day uh, in the showroom as well because she likes to be involved in, in doing uh, with what we're doing. And my, my grandma goes in and cleans the, <laughs> cleans, uh, the items <laughs> and the floor. It's a very good family business, to be honest. Do you know been... what? Well, this will make you laugh because you we, we work with our wives at our two auction houses. Right. My 80-year-old mother-in-law comes in one day a week to polish the silver at Windsor Auctions. Perfect. And, and so we, we're really on the same page. Um, the reason I was steering you towards family, and I'm sure you understand where we're heading with this, because you're, is um, your internet superstar dad. Absolutely. Who, More famous yeah. than me, you know. Yeah, he's, I was about he's, to He's say. a face of Tallboy and Sirius, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, uh, we were trying to get past you to him, but oh, we, couldn't find, uh, we couldn't uh, find a mobile number. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but he's... I should, I'll get him on the phone for you now. <laughs> but I would suggest that he's really proud of you and really enjoys what's going on and is he's thrown himself into it, it would appear, on your social media. I mean, he's had no choice, but yes, he has. You know, like my mum has said to him, no, you will go and work with Matt, otherwise you are going to come and do that house chores and he doesn't want to do that either, so he comes and works for me. Um, yeah, he does. No, generally, it's been it's been the best thing for, for me is having that person on the road with you. You know, driving on a road is, is fun when you get to the location you're going to, but it's a nightmare when you're driving through traffic and weather and all sorts. And to have my dad there, 
uh, he's been great fun and he's a laugh. You know, we've always got on. And um, he was in a career of accountancy and uh, business management and whatever over the years and was just always, always working away and being stressed with the job he had. This is like, it's more, although it's, it's, it's lifting far more now than he ever did. <laughs> Furniture wise, I am making sure he does lift uh, his, his, his fair share. Um, but he enjoys the nature of it. You know, it is a gorgeous job to be involved with. People you meet, places you see, places you go. Uh, it's very different to what he's been accustomed to for 30 odd years. So yeah, I think he enjoys it. I think he enjoys the occasional trips down to the south of France and then yeah, it makes it appear. Yeah, that's tough, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's already, but yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when I forgot that my wife might be joining me instead of him, he suddenly threw a wobbly and um, started <laughs> saying, no, don't, even, don't even think about it. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he's great. And he, on Instagram, he's, he's well received. There's a lot of people that like uh, like seeing him, a lot of, a lot of lady fans who uh, think he's uh, superb. So He's just got the right, he just carries it really well. But you yeah. can see that he's there for family reasons and because he's proud and wants to help you build the bit. It's, it, it's fun to watch, do you know what I mean? From that perspective yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he like at the at the buying, or does he leave that up oh, to I you? Do, I don't. I don't trust him to do the buying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not his role. No, <laughs> <laughs> no his role stops at driving uh, the van or the car we're in, uh, and he can just about talk to the customers if he's lucky. Um, and maybe <laughs> get included in the cup of tea they offer us now and again. I'm getting the impression, Matt, that you don't want to say anything, but he's dropped you in it a few times, and you've learned through bitter experience, right? That's very true. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, there's one the one thing that just comes to mind when you say how's his buying skill. He went off on his own with my mum. To be fair, this is very early days. I, I should say, and it's when taxidermy used to be a very big thing, and people loved skulls and, and whatever. And he goes, oh, I found you an amazing skull. So I bought you it. It's only twenty quid. So oh, lovely. It's, it's fine, cheap. Yeah. Brought it back. Skull was plastic. So. Uh, <laughs> I said, how have you not realised it was plastic? Ah, oh, I just thought it was really clean. I said, no, <laughs> no. So since that moment, his buying has been, you can, you can point at something and go, is that good? And I'll go, yes or no. But he cannot go away with money on his own. Uh, that's not allowed. So t- tell us, Matt, tell us, what's, what's the trickiest thing at the moment? Is it the buying or the selling? Or, or is it both easier? Is it a combination of both? Or yeah, what's, what's the biggest challenge for the business at the moment in terms of, is it stocking or is it selling? Or, you know, what is it? It's a huge, I think it's always going to be a mixture, to be honest. I mean, if you have good stock, it'll sell very quickly. Yeah. And that's never going to change. Um, but finding the good stock can be difficult. And then you find, I, I never... I should I should say I, I don't buy second rate stuff. I never go oh that'll that'll do. Isn't that? Is if you find a really rare piece, something like a beautiful country house sofa or Howard and Son, for example, you know, you know full well that's going to get a huge amount of interest straight away from from everybody. Um, obviously finding those pieces at the right money to make a margin that's that is tough. You know, and I would say where the buying is the harder part overall because you go you know we we put in the miles and like today did a run around only North Yorkshire but it's still. You know, it's, a, it's a big enough place and uh, did a full day on the roads. I think we ended up buying one Georgian silver table, a very nice Georgian silver table, but not the full van load we were hoping for. And that's sometimes the thing, you know, you go and put out your, your time and which you can't value your time in self, in self-employed, obviously, but uh, you can value your fuel, which does cost a fortune nowadays. And um, do it for half tank of fuel later, you go, I mean, I probably will see a profit in the day, but not as much as you like to see. So buying is tough. And even in France, that's where we took it in 2017 as, well, France will have a huge amount of variety, which it does. But their quality, it does vary. You know, you can get some superb pieces, early French, early Italian, early Spanish. But then you get the sort of like later pieces that are just that 
little bit off and they're just trying to be something that they're not quite you know from you know, you know what i mean so even france now is getting tricky so yeah buying overall is is harder um is but, this is this the brocants and the fairs and that sort of thing is that the sort of thing you're traveling around or it is yeah i mean we, we've tr- i don't speak french so going to a french auction and trying to keep track of what number's been said i ain't got a clue <laughs> so um we we tend to do the fairs there's some three there's three very large uh, trade markets uh, which we go to i can't name them I'm no but um they are they are the ones we go to and they're brilliant. And then we have days in between those fairs where we can do the sort of local towns. And local towns are always going to be the best ways. They're, they're the ones where, yeah. like we have here, you, your locals will go and drop in products to either sell on their behalf or the, the, the shop people will buy from them. So you're getting fresh to the market stuff. Uh, and again, as a, as a, as a, a run and a day, and a, well, a week in fact, that's a perfect mix of trade items and brand new to the market uh, village bought items. Um, but like I say, it is getting that little bit thin on the ground uh, for quality, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give in to uh, buying the newer look newer versions of the older ones because that's that's just buying for the look, and I don't do that. I buy the look that's genuine. Um, mm. Yeah, so, can yeah. I, I? I'm interested because when you first started going to France, you drove there in a van and picked everything up and brought it back yourself. Is that right? But only the ones. The only oh, hang so on. Yeah, no, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And now, now what happens? <laughs> Because if now, you're there for a week, that's a lot of gear. It is. And this is the thing. So the first time I went, we went over for a week. And we had friends who had a house in the north part of France. And it was very kind of them. They let us have that for the for the week. And it was great fun. It was a great adventure. And I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody. It's harder now with Brexit. It is. But fundamentally, the experience is brilliant. Since then, uh, we realized that to make enough money to warrant the trip every, every sort of few months and that week, we had to go over and hire either a bigger van over there and then find someone to shoot it back. Or what we did do in the end was we went to see uh, speak to a courier who takes a lorry over. Now, he doesn't work just for me. He has two lorries that he works for, say, four or five dealers every time. So we fly over and we do it very, very luxuriously, I suppose, uh, from from uh, Leeds to Amsterdam, then Amsterdam over to France because Leeds can't get you to anywhere, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but we, we do that, that way, then then land and then hire a car and drive around. So it's a very nice trip. I can never make it sound hard working. There is a lot of hard work involved. It's very very um, enjoyable. And then yeah, everything we buy from the fairs and the and the towns, we just give the slips to the the shipper and he brings it all back for us. And uh, it works for the most part. Oh, fantastic! Brilliant. Yeah, because yeah. I was wondering because you move a lot of gear. And I was thinking, where on earth do you find the time to get it all back and run the business? Because that would take forever. It, it, that's it. And the van I have is great, but it's never going to be big enough to uh, accommodate. Like we, we we have a lady over there who finds there's a lot of French chairs, and she does all the restoration work and preps them for us. And that's become the biggest part of the business, oddly enough. Uh, and just picking up my selection of chairs from her would fill my van and probably then some. So then to do, obviously, the, the dining tables, the big library cabinets, the artwork, the mirrors, the lighting. Yeah, you need a you need a lorry. So we usually fill a half to three quarters of of an Arctic, which is uh, it's, it's good. It's like Christmas Day when it all arrives back home. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. And, and and we've got to ask you because well, it's kind of what we do. Uh, what's your, do you, do you do many auctions? Do you do the local auctions? Do you enjoy the auctions? How does that go? Absolutely. So again, through COVID, because uh, we couldn't go to France, auctions became our absolute go to bread and butter, I suppose. Um, and it's it's always you'll know yourself. Obviously, the auction is it's very competitive in the auction room, so you can get a little bit carried away, and that's when I've had to teach myself. We hope firmly. so. I know. So you guys, <laughs> it was your fault. <laughs> Stay hovering with your gavel for about ten minutes, going, "Any of it is down." For God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. We've never heard that. Never heard that. <laughs> no, I bet. 
So that's the thing. So we, we go and it's, it gets competitive and it's, that's part of the fun. So no, auctions do play a big part. And we do, we have our, our local auctions, which we go to every few weeks. And yeah, I do get a few bits, but I do generally buy more from, from private houses and also these fairs in France. But auctions are always a great way of... Uh, and do you, do you buy online at auction or do you, do you feel, are you one of the guys that sort of says, no, I need to attend, I need to be there in the room? Um, yeah, it's a mix, it's a mixture. I, I, if I can be there, and he doesn't, because you know, again, if it's lot one and it's lot three hundred, that's yeah. a big chunk of the day where I could be doing something else. Which again, I love auction houses, but it's something I could do a bit more important than sitting in the cafe drinking coffee and biscuits. So uh, I need to go. Well, I'm not road. sure about that. I know. I mean, I, it is it's debatable <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, being on the roads and doing other things is slightly more important. So I usually either leave bids. Uh, again, that's a great way for me not to get carried away. Uh, just leave my max bids. Or I'll, if I'm in the shop, for example, I'll just I'll watch it on, on live. I did go you back in the day every single time, so every single auction I could love the, the thrill of it. But just purely from business point of view, purely from my time, I just have to uh, use the online. Fantastic. And uh, talk about um, some of the things that you have bought and sold over the last few years. Can you give us a sense of uh, any of the great things that you've bought and sold that have done really well for you? Uh, maybe one of the sort of not so great where you know you you you're Simon likes to know where people's biggest ricket is. Yeah, biggest ricket. Like ricket. Yeah, we drop enough rickets and share them on this podcast. <laughs> we want other people to do the same if you would, because it will really help us out. Sure. I mean, genuinely though, I, I don't have too many mistakes, which is a very uh, damn it. I know. Oh, I know. I know, I know. Hold on a I'm sure I can think of one. If you I know. I time. picked him up, but he's now going to annoy me. There. <laughs> no, I don't. I do. I do have a few, but say uh, if they've all sold. So I can't say too much. I guess someone listens to it and they own that piece now, Joe. Uh, uh, you know, it's, um, the biggest mistakes I've made have actually when I've tried to do something really different. So if I bought, like, so I go, why is no one buying that? I'll buy that. It's great. And, and obviously there's a reason why no one's buying it. It doesn't work. Now, an example of that was um, a large funerary gondola board. Um, now, this thing is amazing. Now, if you'd asked me two, three years ago, did I regret buying it? I'd say no, never. It was so good. I had to have it. Three years on, uh, I, I could, you know, I, I, I wouldn't buy it again. Um, it has so sold. You, you mean three years on, you still got it? <laughs> no, no, I had it for about three years at the time, but uh, it, it has now sold and has been sold for a few months, so it's, it's okay. But uh, it was a beautiful thing. It basically was an 18th century, uh, originally hand-painted gondola board, but being cut down the middle, so it was a really awkward thing. Plus, it was a gondola size. So to hang that on a wall, oh, wow. um, you, need the, uh, you need the space. And I just... I love I, heart overheads bought that, and I paid a lot of money for it, and I need a lot of money from it to to make uh, to make a profit. But um, you know, I made enough on it in the end. It just took a fair bit of time to sell. Got offered a thing today, uh, which I would if I had bought. I reckon that would have been a mistake. Um, to be honest, it's a big uh, zinc window that's been turned into a mirror, but the depth of my thing was close to a meter. So the size of it didn't really matter, but the depth from off the wall to the front of the mirror was nearly a meter. Now I don't a know meter. Many, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know who how many people have rooms with uh, that amount of sort of depth off the wall without potentially clotheslining somebody. Um, but that was like, <laughs> I, it was so impressive. I nearly went, oh yeah, I'll have that. That'd be great. And I thought, no, 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 Matt, no, stop away. it. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're the sort of, it's, it's always been pieces that I just love. I thought, it's, and again, I suppose they'll say the same. When you fall in love with something, you'll buy it without really thinking about all the uh, intricacies of selling the thing. Yeah, the head, the head and the heart scenario, mm-hmm. the head and the heart conundrum is quite a challenge, isn't it? Particularly uh, in the early days when you just you just want to have beautiful things around you. We've done exactly. this in auction houses, you know, where we just want to have a beautiful looking auction. Yeah, it doesn't quite pay the electricity if you go no, that route. Exactly. <laughs> it's and it's like, today. 
Then this is the thing. This is when, I suppose, even before Tallboy and Sears, when I was just dabbling in, in anything that I could find, I found one of those old national cash registers. Beautiful yes. piece of, uh, of sort of craftsmanship, and you wouldn't ever get anything made of like that today. And it was only 300 quid. And I thought, well, that's great. I'll buy that. Yeah, on, an, on an online auction without seeing it. Went to pick it up on my own. No chance. Absolutely weighed a ton. Uh, I didn't have a van at the time. I was borrowing my mum and dad's for before, which I was great, grateful to be using. But even that was, was riding very low. On the uh, on the way home, <laughs> so <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're all in the past now, thankfully. And more recently, I stick to safer things like seating, which I know I can do well with, and artwork and mirrors, all the all the slightly easier stuff to to move on. That's also very beautiful. And it's the Brilliant. seating why you've bought your uh, why you've taken on because we are bigging you up here, Matt. It's all about how successful you are. But you've added a warehouse to your empire, haven't you? And that's full of chairs. Yes, that was uh, yeah, that was that was a big step, and that was one we we thought long and hard about because there's a you know the, the the cost of the warehouse is far more than the showroom, and the showroom isn't cheap. So it was a case of thinking, do we really need this space? But bear in mind, I was working out of literally three shipping containers, which meant inevitably when you're storing things that are sold or you need that thing quickly, it was at the back behind everything, <laughs> and it never lent, it never gave me time to actually you know get out. And things got damaged that way as well. It wasn't I was doing more damage to the antique trade than I was in. Uh, and antiques in general <laughs> with, with containers i thought no i need to stop doing that sort of breaking items and actually now look to refine tallboy series so yeah the warehouse is is was a great addition and that it would be the thing oh the showroom is brilliant and i want to keep the showroom forever because it's so perfect if ever it got tight i would lose a showroom over the warehouse because the warehouse has become so much more than just storage it's now a photography area it's now an office it's where couriers go it's where the upholsterer goes it's where the restorer goes and it's like it without that now I don't know where I'd be. It's it's a weird thing that's um, it's know, become it, the tall boy hub. It has, and it wasn't. It never. I never knew if it would. I hoped it would, but you never know until you just give it a go. And um, yeah, that's great. We built a new photography area in the back sort of corner of it, which is actually like a room setting. The plan for this year is to really sort of showcase ourselves as an interior design company, more than just buying and selling. You know, I, I am a qualified interior decorator. I know how to put things together, and I know how to make a room look good. And this little room setting should hopefully give people that appreciation on uh, social media and the website. He's good, isn't he? He steered himself exactly in the direction where my next question was going to be. He got <laughs> he got there before me, Matt. Because uh, what I was going to say was, and I and I know this is the case because we you know we do read up on you as well, um, yeah, and we've seen interviews, that. other interviews you've done. But your big thing for this year, and this is what we're pushing, you know, want to tell people about, is that not only can they buy the stuff from your website and you know, all, all that sort of stuff and follow you on Instagram. But you're really doing the, the interior design business is what you're pushing this year. That's your extra string to your bow for 2023. We've got the warehouse, we've got the showroom, and now you can get the tall boy. We can do your house for you. We can look that, at it. That's, that's it. Exactly. I mean, this is this was always a plan for tall boy interiors. I always wanted to be an interior designer. Um, once I decided that interior design was the route I wanted to go down, one point it was car design, other point it was, you know, other design. But it was when I, when I was like, yeah, interior design is the way I want to go. That's how in, in sort of antique started. But I haven't really focused on it because I have to build a brand and build a rec recognition for what we do. And that has taken, you know, eight years now, nearly. So, yeah, this year, though, really want to try and push that. Just, just to showcase that you know, people, people don't have creativity as, as, a, as, a, as a given. And that's not a criticism. That is just how it is. That's my skill. It's, I'm, I can't do math. So it's, you know, everyone's got their own, their own uh, abilities. And people come into my showroom who would look at a piece and go, I would never have put that with that. But now you've done it, I'll buy them both. And it's like, okay, great. If I could just showcase that in someone's home and 
show that we can actually do the, the paintwork, the wallpaper and, and the carpet and the curtains and literally do the full setting for you. That would be great if I can get that as my main profession. I'd, I'd be so passionate about that. It's just getting the time to uh, to really get out there and, and commit to it, which I'm hoping to do this year. And so would that be mixing old and new or is that all vintage antique? Or I think inevitably it would have to. Um, I think there's always going to be probably not a big enough market for purely antiques i think that you know we i love antiques i'm biased obviously but uh you know we do we can uh, so just books and else we also manufacture our own sofa frames our own dining tables uh headboards upholstery and all of this stuff so there's nothing wrong with that it's quality it's traditional i don't know what he does with his day simon absolute slouch this i, know, I'm I mean, say, I mean he's an absolute joke <laughs> i don't even know when he finds time to find a wife <laughs> <laughs> well, she's been with me since I was about sixteen, so she's uh, she's been she's stuck used to it. Yeah, exactly. But so we, we, you know, there's nothing wrong if it's well made. They no matter if it's new or old. Old is always well made, or for the most part, is always well made. So you know that with the, for a given is is a great starting point, and also it's full of character and it's a really good way of basing a room. If it gets to a point where you know you want a bit of more modern comfort, say from a bed, you know, you would, antique frames might not be the way to go for a bed frame. So we would obviously produce a modern bed frame. And do that so you can do all that and curtains again you know we have to use modern manufacturer for curtains for for just the, the the more luxurious feel you don't have to but we choose to so yeah mixing it up would be would be the goal and i think that gives people the best of both worlds uh which is which is key and it's all bit unique i mean i would say antiques give you that unique look without trying because inevitably again they are one of ones uh for the most again for the most part so yeah yeah, yeah. it makes it personal but you can still and- add in a, an upholstery element to uh to do to that as well and of course we we bang on at our auction houses about the green credentials mm. for uh, antiques, recycle, uh, pre-loved, um, and you know, adding that in so that when people are decorating their houses or have an interior designer like yourself, mm. not everything has to be brand new. Some of it can exactly. be upcycled and recycled, and that's fantastic. It is. That was a, a sort of a. Um... A real push for the antiques trade back about I don't know it back in 2016 2017 when I heard, really heard that antiques were classed as this really green business I thought well obviously yeah, I hadn't realized before then but obviously you know it's it's recycling it's all it is it's using an old piece that's already been produced normally by hand uh, and the only real you know issue to the environment would be the petrol but that's still far less than what you'd get from producing anything in a modern factory importing things from China and abroad there's so many more benefits to buying an antique and green is the absolute key selling point to a lot of people now, which is great. And people my age, you know, 27 years of age, who at one point maybe thought antiques were just old fashioned, what the grandma had and why would I bother? Because they're so invested in the, the welfare of the earth and, and green and the environment. They look at it and go, yeah, well, I can see more than just that benefit, but that, that's certainly a starting point as to why I should think about antiques. And a lot of my clients who come to me still think that my clients should be like 80 and above. Well, no, they're, they're never that. They're usually probably early 20s to probably, you know, mid to late 70s. And it's, it's sort of like the people that have either got a real passion for antiques and this whole green side, the younger generation, or so they want that really something personal in their house. And that's the older generation, which is, you know, it's great that we can cover all bases. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So let's tap you up here a little bit, Matt, um, on the interior design front. What's the next big trend, do you think? I mean, old duffers <laughs> like us are still talking about mid-century and Urkel and G-Plan and all the rest of it. And, you know, I think there's a lot of that still going on and that's good. So where do you see the trend for interiors going, particularly um, on the antique front 
over the next few years? What are your there's, thoughts? There's a, there's a lot of different things that are coming out. I mean, uh, we've been doing some research because another thing to say is we also have a new company called Tallboy Home, which is the production of new products for your home, like mugs, dinnerware, and all of that fun stuff, um, which we're doing in the UK and in uh, and in Europe, all by you know traditional class people, individuals or small businesses. And by doing that, we found that this, this current trend of uh, minimalism, and it's called Japandi, which is a great name, this wabi-sabi sort of cross with Scandi, cross the mid-century, is actually a really strong thing coming through. Now, that's not going to be your, your Georgian furniture, unfortunately. That's gonna, more than likely going to be sort of like your more rustic pieces, that more, you know, Scandinavian feel, but certainly more about natural materials, so stone and wood and and that sort of feel. Um, and I can see it being quite an impressive design theme going forward and i always think that, that that's one aspect but there's always going to be trends for everything people always love georgia people always love industrial in their own space but that's the one way of focusing on for the tall boy home section and i think that also as ever country house seating even can, can even go into that setting quite nicely the shape of, of english furniture uh in in seating especially specifically is is fantastic you know it's, it's classic it'll never date and your upholstery makes such a big difference. And again, if you look into it, went to an auction earlier today, took it a few nice sofas. And they may have a slightly more detailed frame than people would necessarily have in their house. But as soon as you put a really fantastic fabric on it and put it in a mixture of this Japandi style with the minimalist look elsewhere, you, you'll be surprised at how nice that would sit. And it's it's just, yeah, it's a very different design. I'm quite excited for it, to be honest. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Simon and I, Simon and I have learned a new word, and we're now going to re- have to redesign our houses. <laughs> I, I, I've written it down, and I'm going to ask Dr. Google the moment we get off this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what, what the hell's going on with this panda <laughs> in Japan? I'm we're going we're, we're to totally finish confused. this interview and be straight on uh, Matt's yeah. website again, just to uh, sort it <laughs> see what it is, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what I love. Harry and I have been banging on, you know, we've been in the auction business for far too long now. We've had our, we've got our auction houses and Matt, we do bang on a lot about our industry not necessarily getting to the younger folk, the 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 next up and coming but, but you're it. You're it. And I have to say um the passion um, and the enthusiasm and the drive, which you can see. I mean, I am absolutely blown away, Matt. It's fantastic. Well, absolutely superb. Um, really love it. And you know what? It's ex- You are saying exactly what we've desperately wanted a 20-something to say on our podcast since we've been starting. And when we meet people like yourself at our auction houses who are interested in antiques, who do understand the value of recycling and upcycling at auction houses and fairs and the like, and don't want to make their houses look like an, uh, page 34 of the or Ikea catalogue, but actually want some interiors and other stores are available. Who cares about them? Um, yeah, absolutely inspired, Matt. Thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, Matt, we are, um, we're just really chuffed that you gave us the time because as you've just explained during the podcast, I don't know when you actually go to sleep um, <laughs> because you've got Tallboy Home, you've got Tallboy Interiors, you've got all this stuff going on. You've got the warehouse, you've got the, the uh, fabrication of furniture, the whole nine yards. Genuinely, we really wish you every success that this year brings um, sort of tall boy design, the interior design part of your business to fruition. I mean, I know you'll find the time to look after your clients because you're that sort of bloke, but, you know, they're going to be in really safe hands um, and the look is going to be 
um, I can't say the word. I've already forgotten what it is. Japandi. Got it. Written it down um, for some people where it's necessary. Um, But yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on the pod. You're an inspiration. And as Simon said, just very quickly, we did an interview with the ATG last week. Was it Simon? Where we're interviewing them. And we were, the big thing for them is how are we going to get, and we, we're not suggesting you're young, young, but you know what I mean? The younger generation into the, into the game. And I think we could all say, if we'd have talked to you before that, we could hold you up as inspiration for the marketplace at the moment. And hats off to you, mate. We doff our caps because you are streets ahead of everybody else and you're doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. All power to you, Matt. All power. Thank you so much, guys. That really means a lot. And, and you know, my these headphones won't fit if you keep talking to me so much. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's so good of you. But no, I, absolutely, I believe in everything that I say. I don't I don't make uh, I don't make rubbish up and, and just spout what I think's right. I just, I passionately love what I do and, and love everything about it. And younger people are coming through. And I, when I first started, I was the younger person. There's younger people than me in the business now, loving it as well and uh, doing very well from it. So I, I think it's, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about that. Tallboy Interiors is is blazing a trail on so many fronts. And uh, yeah, we wish you all the success in the world, Matt. Fantastic. Perfect. That's very kind of us. Thank you. Take care, fella. Well, Simon, that was Matt Dixon of Tallboy Interiors. Tallboy Home, Tallboy Interior Design, the whole nine yards. Is there anything the Tallboy doesn't do? Absolutely superb. What a lovely guy. Quite frankly, everything that he's doing... I, I just think he's, he's pretty damn inspirational. He's the guy we've been looking for. He's 27 years old and he is championing antiques for young and for old. He's building a great business. Uh, he's using all of the social media. I just think, ah, absolutely inspirational. I mean, I'm slightly worried that he has shared the blueprint of a hugely successful business with both of our listeners. Either one of them, either one of them could replicate. No, they couldn't. He takes genius. Well done, Matt. Really lovely to speak to him. What a legend. He was a legend. But you know what was very interesting that I, I, apart from his hard work and his endeavour, it was so nice to hear that his whole family yeah, and his new wife, who he's been with for a long time, but is, are all in it. They're all helping, pursuing it. And I'm sure when he was talking about... Um, opening that fantastic showroom just at the beginning of COVID and having to close down yeah, after what, a couple yeah. of months. The fact that he had family around him who were sort of day-to-day helping and support must have been a huge, huge relief because they're working as a team to all support each other. And he wasn't, he wasn't that because it must have panicked him. He meant it made allusion to it. I mean, you've got to say any business owners, particularly uh, small to medium sized businesses like, like ourselves. I mean, the COVID experience was terrifying to have just opened <laughs> your your showroom oh. and but again um had All the fortitude and the, yeah uh, yeah you can imagine what people were saying but then grafted worked hard used all of the experience that he had to make social media work to get through those tough times it's about resilience and you know clearly tallboy interiors and matt have shown huge resilience in the business world over the last few years and now 
that, you know, going forward, he can't, well, I'd like to buy shares in that company. I really would. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got that squared off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's one sharp cookie. I'm pretty sure after after meeting us, he wouldn't sell them to us. So yeah, you would see go. us but, two Herberts coming along. I think you'd have, have that sorted. What an absolutely lovely chap. I feel sure that um, sometime in the future, we'll be getting him back to hear more about his uh, adventures really so. in the business really world. So. Because um, really fascinating to hear from him. Absolutely brilliant. And what's your new word? Uh, it is a hang on. It's a panda in Japan. Pandas in Japan. Pandas do not come from Japan. Do pandas come from Japan? Okay. No. J- so Japan, Japan, Japandi, Japandi. I will be googling it later. Uh, I also might be using it as my safe word. Um, right. Uh, would you like to ask our listener to do anything? Producer David has again wagged his finger at us and told us we must ask you, please, 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 dear listener, to subscribe, review. Can you tell I'm reading this, Harry? Yeah, exactly. all good. Natural? All good. Is it sounding natural? Yeah. Subscribe, review. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. The gavel and the gavel. That's the one before you read anything else out that was probably on that same piece of paper that gets us into trouble. See you next week, mate. Love today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Harry. See you next week. Take care, buddy.